what you where, what one you try to do so that no two people are doing the same thing at the same time. Sometimes I've had three people sending the same transcript. So if you get in touch with me, you want to try your hands, I can give you the one to try, and no one else will be doing it. And you'll find, as I say, uh, that the first one takes a bit long. You want to be perfect, and it's very difficult to try and be perfect when languages don't even have the same explanations often uh, in the wording or the phraseology. Uh, to get a point across, you have to use your, your ad lib to an extent to get the message across. That's the main part. So don't be scared to try your hand and put it into your own words so that people understand. Get in touch with me. I'll be back with more after the following break. Alan Watt, we're cutting through the matrix. Uh, satire, satire, what is satire? Satire uh, is where you take something that should be obvious to the public, you exaggerate it, and you hopefully get your point across. And generally it's very uh, comical, it's something you laugh at in hindsight. And down through time there's been some famous people who've been great satirists, as, as they call them, like Mark Twain. Mark Twain uh, wrote an, a, a really long story, uh, a spoof, uh, satire, on, I think it was Christian science. And he, he goes into traveling through, uh, I think, the Alps or somewhere, and he falls off a mountain, breaks every bone in his body, and the, the only person they find to help him out was a, a Christian scientist. This is in the late 1800s when it first came out. And... So this Christian scientist tried to use her powers on him, persuade him that nothing was real and all physical ailments were just in your mind. And he goes into this long comedy of how he felt his bones unstretched and his legs untangled themselves from around his neck. And, but the next morning he was back to broken bones and so on. She kept coming to him. It's a great humorous thing to, to see the points. Sometimes we have to have satire to get a point. And last night I mentioned... Uh, the Supreme Court Justice Sotomayor, talking about castrating white males, that was a satire. It was a satire put out by carbolic smoke ball. And the, the odd thing is only a couple of people noticed it or, or checked it out, which maybe tells us we're more jaded than we think because these kind of statements about castrating people, they don't really affect us anymore. I've had so many years of people coming out and attacking different groups. All groups have been attacked. The genders have been attacked, both of them, as well. But no one really looks into it. And the satire, really, what she really did say, wasn't with castrating white males. What she said was, uh, she said here, um, the point of this proof was to lampoon a controversial remark Sotomayor actually did make in 2001. Right now, she's... She's having, uh, I think, the Republicans go after her for different things she's said over the years, and Obama's standing up for her. But what she actually said in 2001, uh, one of the things she said was namely uh, the suggestion that judges, a judge's life experiences and ethnic background would play a role in their decision-making. And she says, I would hope that a wise Latina woman with the richness of her experiences would more often than not reach a better, a better conclusion 
than a white male who hasn't lived that life, she said in a speech delivered at the UC Berkeley School of Law. So, as I say, we're, we're not really surprised by anything now. Now, someone who did advocate the, pretty well the eradication of the white males came out about a year ago and I read the article, and it was from a university, I think, in, maybe in Texas, uh, to a, a group of population control uh, activists and so on. And he was a professor and he had a standing ovation. And he pretty well did say that. So, you see, nothing does surprise us. And when we hear satire, it doesn't have much of an impact on us anymore because even if she didn't say castrate white males, it really wouldn't affect us that much if she had. We're so jaded with what's been happening since about the 1960s onwards with various attacks on different groups. And, of course, the feminist lobby have made lots of remarks just like that anyway, so it doesn't really matter. And one guy I pointed out to today says he was so used to it because his wife's been threatening to do that to him for the last 20 years. So that's satire. And for, as I say, for an expert on satire, we should look into Mark Twain because he, he was probably the sharpest guy of his time. And even, I would say, I don't think anyone surpassed him today. If there was a con going on, he'd see it. If politicians or people in power were getting away with different things or conning the public, he would see through it right away. And he, and he had the, the gift to put it out to the public in, in terms they understood very quickly, very easily. Very, very sharp, sharp person. But, but as I say, isn't it amazing that nothing... Nothing today, because we've been through all these shocks and awes since 2001, especially with coming plagues and this and that and the other, and government coming into every sphere of your life, that nothing really surprises us. Mandatory inoculations from the top and the whole. Things that would have had riots going in the streets back in the 60s, 70s, and 80s uh, uh, were just accept now, like, like a beaten down public. As government rises up to its as some would say, as the Fabians would say, it's rising up to its proper position of total control. That's what socialism truly is. People who are into socialism really still think at the bottom level, it was like Marxism, at the bottom level, they think somehow people up there represent them and only them. And they feel their pain and all that kind of stuff. And they never question why multi-millionaires or, or, or how multi-millionaires would have anything in common with you at all and now it can be so bad that lots of people, lots of people are going to be fooled further and longer until they catch on that Mr. Obama is just one of the authorized boys it'll take longer but eventually eventually when a lot of things have been introduced that you don't really want have happened, then they'll catch on. Maybe towards the end of his term. I, I knew people in Britain, adults, when I was a, a youngster, who believed in Marxism. These were all working class people, some of them were minors, and they could spout off the, the common terms they'd heard. And when I'd ask them, do you, do you know what 
Marxism and communism is really all about. They couldn't, they couldn't go very far at all. They still, oh, it's for the working people, it's for fairness, it's for this, it's for that. And of course, when I went into the books at school, I found no. And I, went, I did the history of Fabianism and socialism. It's about total control with no interference of family or anything because they want to eradicate family. Anyone who can stand up for you will be out of the way. You'll be on your own, and government will be talking directly down to you, number so-and-so. Like George Orwell's 1984 black-and-white movie that was made in tribute to him. In 1984, they made the movie, and uh, the, the television camera talks right down to There's no one, no neighbor, no friend, no, no relative to stand up on his behalf around him to, to support you. That's what socialism is. And government will control everything, the proper ways, they say, the proper way of running a world and running all life on the planet properly. That's what it's all about. And it's unfortunate that today people have to even use satire, and it's more unfortunate that people can't catch on to it because it's like the, I think it was, was it MASH magazine or MAD magazine, MAD, when they closed it down. They said that life had become so bizarre that, that you couldn't really lampoon anything anymore because so, much, so many bizarre things were actually happening. So many, many amazing statements were made by government officials that, that one, at one time only existed in satire or lampooning. Not today. When that professor stood up and talked about getting rid of all the white males, you're a standing ovation, and that is mainstream. We don't react. Some things happen to people, we don't react. Now, I expected to see this a long time ago. I did see a long time ago in the European countries, that are very old countries, very old systems, where they've never ever had a constitution with giving them individual rights. In fact, individual really is not mentioned much at all. So the U.S. was the last place where individuality was pushed, the rights of the individual, and people exercised them. Everyone knew them. And at one time, if a cop stopped you for no reason, you'd tell him that. And you, you knew your rights. And he would know, and he'd walk away too if you were in the right. But not now. Now it's jump and do and obey, or we'll taser you, at the very least. And we're not phased by it. We're not phased by all the horrific stories we're given on tasering and what's happened. Nothing, nothing bothers. Maybe that's why they call it tasers, close to phaser. Nothing phases us anymore. Do you know what? Do you know what a, a taser is? But again, I go into perception, how you perceive things. Do you know what a taser is? A taser is a cattle prod on wires. They're using cattle prods on the general public and give it, and they're electrocuting them. It's a cattle prod. Something they've used for years and years and years to coerce animals along a certain path of behavior. So that's what a, a taser is. It's a cattle prod with wires. 
that is still a cattle prod. And guess who they're using them on? You. What does that mean that you are? It's all how you perceive things. And it's also being used for compliance, you see. What did they do before they had something to, to make you comply? They'd have to simply grab you. They used to grab people. They were trained how to grab people without hurting them. Before the days where they get you on the ground face down and just like hit your neck with a knee in the back of the neck, which they really enjoy now. We see it in so many videos now. That doesn't phase us either. Back with more after these messages. other ways to perceive things and to show you why we're taught new words that really cover amazingly cover what you really should be seeing like the tasering for instance this article here is but uh, it's amazing how far again nothing phases us nothing nothing does and this is from new mexico by chel delaney it's to come carry police officers taser a 14 year old it's a girl Thursday, July the 9th, 2009. 14-year-old Tukamkari girl is recovering at an Albuquerque hospital after being shot in the head with a taser dart by Tukamari Police Chief Roger Hatcher, quite a name, eh, Hatcher. Now her parents say they want the police department to review its policies for using the taser. The girl was hit in the head Thursday by one of two darts fired simultaneously as she was fleeing, Hatcher said. The other dart lodged in her hip. Hatcher said he believed he had no other option. There's no option. The other one, by the way, went into her brain. It says there's a lot of issues. He had no option. He was on the run, chasing her, uh, even though she hadn't been charged with anything. In fact, the complaint hadn't really been officially even registered. And all she had was a fight with her mum. But uh, Hatcher said he believed he had no other option, right, to shoot her. It says a lot of itcher, a lot of issues, Hatcher said. She committed a delinquent act. Now, I grew up, like everybody else grew up, and we've all gone through different uh, stages in adolescence and to the teenage years and so on, and I don't know anybody uh, that did not at some time uh, do something really crazy and do some kind of delinquent act, where it's stealing apples from, a, from an orchard or whatever it happened to be. So you've done something somewhere. But you never got shot in the head for it. Or you never had a cattle prod electrocute you. Do- Hi, folks. I'm Alan Watt. We're cutting through the matrix. We got cut off there, and it's odd because I heard uh, the click like someone just switched it off, and so did the, the, the guy on the board at RBN. Just a click like someone had hung us up, and that was it. We're off the air. That happens to me quite often, um, actually usually later on, but it's it's the first time for a while I've had that during the show. I've been talking about tasering, which is just using a cattle prod, and about how a a policeman in Tukumkari tasered a girl, uh, Albuquerque way, 
and shot her basically in the, in the head and the hip but the one in the head went into her brain because she, he said that she'd committed a delinquent act maybe it's because the act of running from a policeman maybe if you don't even know you're being run, chased uh, is a delinquent act so he can actually shoot you in the brain and with a, a cattle prod on wires and electrocute you so the cop says he chased her order to stop and then did what I had to do the mother, Stacy Aiken, said her daughter underwent surgery Friday morning at University of New Mexico Hospital in Albuquerque. She's got about a four and a half inch scar here and a shaven skull, part of the shaved part of her skull. And the stitches right down it plus the side of it, which meant they had to open it up to see if there's a depressed fracture as well. It says here one of the darts entered her skull, said Aiken, interviewed by telephone. After a CAT scan, a hospital resident told her the dart was in her brain a little bit, but not much. So that, that means it's okay. It's just, it's just a little bit in your brain. She was in pediatric intensive care following the surgery. Aiken said she seemed okay, but she seems in a lot of pain. Her head is hurting her real bad. No kidding. Imagine getting all those thousands of volts in your, in your, in, in, right in your brain. With a cattle prod on wires. Says here, please, we're trying to help, help Aiken. You're trying to God help us if we need help from the cops, eh? I've, I've read this sort of thing quite a few times recently where the police say they're trying to help. They shot a guy who they thought that was going to commit suicide, so they electrocuted him to death, I think. Police were trying to help Aiken because she and her daughter had been fighting, Aiken said. How many, how many young girls are fighting with their mums? They all go through it. Aiken said, well, she could understand the use of a taser on an adult. It shouldn't be used on a child. Well, to be honest with you, a cattle prod shooting thousands of volts on people who are not charged with a criminal offence. I don't, I don't see it should be used on adults. This poor girl had epilepsy as well. I bet it's worse now. Back with more after this break. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth. Hi, folks. I'm Alan Watts, and we're cutting through the matrix. Reading an article about uh, the cattle prods, the taser guns, that's all they are cattle prods with wires they've been using on cattle for a long long time now they're using them on people they change the term and the public are fooled they don't see that it's still the same thing where now the cattle that are getting electrocuted that's what they do they electrocute you you see and how a young girl who was epileptic had a fight with her mum 14 years old had a couple of darts fired by a, a cop on the run after her and uh and all she had was a fight with her mum. And one of them went into her brain, one of these darts, and 50,000 volts went into her brain. It's amazing she's still living. But I'll tell you, it must have killed a lot of cells off. It must have killed a lot of cells off. And the cop is justifying what he did. He says, he says here that... Um, he, he, he said... And they've got to justify whatever they do. It doesn't matter what they say, a psychopath. A psychopath will have to rationalize whatever they did. First of all, to suit their own ego, but cops will do it routinely. 
obviously to save their skin and their job and all the rest of it. So they always rationalize what they do. And he said that um, she had an argument with her mum in front of police headquarters that her mum drove to. In front of the headquarters, her daughter just walked away from the car, right? So he got a call, and he was out on another call, and he found her at a park, Molina's Park, got the vehicle, called to her, and she ran in front of his patrol car across Monroe Street without looking for traffic. Did they taser everybody that doesn't look where they're going? Do they? Just both from a dead run when the taser was fired. Well, why was he firing this on a dead run to start with? Why? You see, they're into this uh, hunting mode. Cops are into hunting. They hunt in packs generally. But it truly is a hunting thing to get their target, hunt. And they get all excited, like on a hunt. And they even talk about how they did it, how they catch people. And it's just like catching the prey, you see. And so a predator talks and how he acts. So he, he was so excited, he, he shot on the run. Who else you could have hit <laughs> and, and, and done it to? Who knows? And his excuse was too, because she was running, he didn't know where she'd go to because we were new in town. But what a feeble excuse. He said if he hadn't stopped her, the consequences might have been worse. Well, well what, what could have been worse than having 50,000 volts right into your brain? Huh? Worse? Uh, but then anyway, we're getting gradually trained to accept more and more and more of this kind of stuff as they turn this kind of weaponry loose on a modern police that have grown up with video games and they want to be hunters and wear black uniforms just like the military special forces and um, we're seeing the effects of it and they're training the public now with more and more uh, instances of this where nothing happens to the police that this is the new normal, you obey police it doesn't matter what it's about, you just obey obey sad isn't it Sad, sad, sad. And talking about the lampooning and satire as I started the show. There's nothing satirical about things now because Obama did appoint John Holdren, the science czar, as, we, as they call him, in charge of all the science projects for the U.S. That, that also means something to do with, you know, his favorite topic because he, Holdren wrote eco-science along with Paul Ehrlich and his wife in the 70s, where he said he could put some sterilizing agents in the water or food to bring the populations down. This is the science czar for the whole of the U.S. in a political party, politics, agendas, social policies. That's what it's about, isn't it? And then you have Emmanuel appointed to that comparative effectiveness group that were going around the country, try to find cheaper ways of, of health care. Cheaper ways of health care legally means if, if you break a bone and give you morphine, they could give you an aspirin. Technically, they've treated you with a painkiller. But the people at the bottom think it's going to be wonderful. They have no idea what socialized medicine. Socialized medicine is used for political purposes, not for your health. It's political purposes. As I say, it's got so bizarre, you can't lampoon. Even if Sotomayor had actually gone out and really, really said something, like sterilize all white males, we wouldn't even be shocked. But she didn't. It was a satire. Nothing shocks us anymore. 
And Britain has now, apparently, just ordered another 10,000 phasers for the cops. And it's to increase. Remember, last year I read an article where a guy who was in a coma, a diabetic coma in a bus in Britain, woke up in the hospital because the cops couldn't get a response out of him. And they just decided to taser him. Well, how, if you're unconscious, how can you respond to them? Or they're just so itching to use these, these tasers, these cattle prods with wires. Hmm? What a society. What a society. You know, um, years ago, I've, I've read articles, uh, years ago, those in the Fabian societies, like H.G. Wells and other ones, and, and the Huxleys too talked about the need to break down families and destroy them completely. And that has been pretty well accomplished. Bertrand Russell said that if they could get the children young enough with scientific indoctrination, say from kindergarten, the parents would be unable to pass on their contaminated old ideas to the children, moralities, old contaminated moralities to the children. That's been pretty well successful. The state now gives them the culture. Backed by the media and the entertainment industry, all working together. And I've talked to before where they said that if they could get children through experimentation, they knew this as far back as the 1920s and 30s, through special schools that were trying different things out. And they knew if they could get children into pre-pubertal sex and sexual relationships, there's a good chance, they, they thought, that they would never bond with any one person and get married and have children. They just go from person to person. And of course, it's always poo-pooed by all the, the so-called left-wingers that are often not left-wing at all. They're really Fabians or they're, they're groups, big NGO groups working uh, and paid by the foundations that fund all the left-wing and all the right-wing and all the other wings. Groups. But see how far they're getting, they're getting to go now. This is from the Mail Online, the 12th of July, 2009. It says here, pupils are told they have a right to a good sex life. That's the advice for youngsters from the National Health Society. That's the NHS for, for the whole of Britain. This is what Obama wants to bring in. The National Health Service is telling school pupils they have a right to an enjoyable sex life and it's good for their health. A health service leaflet says experts concentrate too much, experts concentrate too much on the need for safe sex and loving relationships and not enough on pleasure it brings. You see? But family campaigners last night condemned the guidance saying it encouraged underage sex and could increase rates of sexually transmitted diseases. Under the heading, an orgasm a day keeps the doctor away. This is for children. The leaflet says, health promotion experts advocate five portions of fruit and veg a day and 30 minutes physical activity three times a week. What about sex or masturbation twice a week? The device which also claims regular sex is good for cardiovascular health has been circulated to parents, teachers and youth workers. It came to light just after a week after it emerged that teenagers who took part in a £6 million government initiative that they can spend their money like watery to reduce teenage pregnancies were more likely. So the, what the, the children who attended the initiatives, went to these courses to reduce teenage pregnancies, were more than twice as likely to fall pregnant as other girls. <laughs> the 
ones who, who took government courses were more than twice as likely to get pregnant than other girls. What does that tell you? Because they're promoting sexual behavior, that's why. That is, that's the purpose of it. What do you think that is? They're telling them they have an orgasm a day. Says the National Health Service leaflet has been drawn up by Sheffield Primary, Primary Care Trust as entitled Pleasure. But I'll never tell you the whole story and what the real intentions are. It says its author, Steve Slack, director of the Centre for HIV and Sexual Health at the National Health Service Sheffield, defended it by saying advice could encourage young people to delay using their, uh, their virginity unless they're sure they will enjoy the experience. <laughs> so you can make satire out of that one too. So darned easy. You take what they say, you exaggerate it until it's very evident what they're really, really saying. Amazing, isn't it? Nothing shocks us anymore. Nothing at all. Nothing at all. July the, 9th, the 13th, 2009. It's from the Telegraph. This, this is the National Health Service, the same one that's telling the children to have orgasms and sex. The National Health Service is preparing to vaccinate the entire population against swine flu. Really? comes after an Essex man was confirmed on Friday as the first person without underlying health problems to have died from the virus. They had to have, they had to have underlying health problems. Ministers have secured up to 90 million doses. Of, so they use a person. We don't even know a person existed. A man. Any excuse will do. This is a must-be mandate. 90 million doses of vaccine which is expected to arrive in Britain in the next few weeks and the rest of the population is likely to be offered the vaccinations next year offered it, really. Because there's articles out there, too, about them going to mandate it. Here's the thing with viruses and vaccines. Every year, as I say, about spring, they tell you the shots you got for the flu in the fall, last fall, were the wrong combinations. They generally pick about three common flus and speculate that are going to be, these are the ones that are going to be prevalent next year. So they tell you this every single year. It was a wrong combination. And those that often get the, more often than not, get the injection, get the flu. If they're going to give you the present swine flu, which is a mild infection that lasts a couple of days, right? It's not going to be the one that, would, that they're talking about that would mutate into the killer. It hasn't happened yet, we're told. And only that one that was killing people then, rampaging, the one that was altered, that jumped to be a killer, only that vaccination would be the one that theoretically would work, not the one that was previous to it. Otherwise, if you had one flu in your life, and this supposed crossover that they hope might give you crossover protection, if it ever worked at all, if, one, if you ever had one flu in your life, that means you would now be immune to every flu that ever mutated from then on. Not kidding. These are the theories that they run the science by. Full of contradictions. But boy, do they want the public? Do they want the public to get this vaccination badly? It's amazing. I mean, technically speaking, if there was such a thing as crossover, meaning the last virus was kind of similar, and hopefully uh, your, your blood cells will evolve to hit the new one 
because it's got some similarity to it. None of us would ever get the flu again after getting it once in our lifetime. So crossover is bogus, it's nonsense. Therefore, taking the present swine flu and making vaccinations, since it's not the killer one that they're expecting to come along and evolve, then it's going to be absolutely useless anyway. You would need the one that was actually doing the killing, not the occasional person out of many, many, many thousands. But the one that's actually killing many of his victims, that's what they're talking about. There's so much going on that the, the European Union, and, and many people have mentioned this, but the people that talk themselves, is not a democratic institution. So much so that all the front politicians that get well paid to attend it um, have admitted themselves that they only get about 30 to 40 seconds a year to say anything per year. And even when they say something, they can't force anything through. They have no powers. It's done up higher in a kind of strange, secretive uh, um, executive branch. It's not democratic. It's post-democratic. It's sort of a front of democracy by putting parliamentarians there from different countries to represent the countries. So the show of being represented is, is there, but they don't actually do it. But now, it says the Federalists are accused of hijacking European Parliament opening when they open Parliament, you know, at the end of holidays or whatever. It says here, the Federalists have been accused of hijacking the official opening of the new European Parliament session after soldiers, and these are EU soldiers, they're not from Britain, or they're EU, the little army, they've, they've, got, they've got it started, raised the EU flag to the tune of Europe's official anthem, this anthem they wrote for it called Ode to Joy, Ode to Joy. And this was from uh, the 13th of July, 2009. It shows you the soldiers of the, the Eurocorps Army Detachment raised a European Union flag to mark the inaugural European Parliament session. The critics accused them of using the event to uphold the flag and the anthem symbols of European Union statehood, statehood, that sought total sovereignty over the countries, that were officially dropped after French and Dutch referendums uh, rejections throughout Europe's constitution in 2005, or so was Ireland, and it's still going through the battle. So leading the ceremony in Strasbourg, a detachment of combat troops, that is European combat troops for the European army, marched to the overture of of the force of destiny by Verdi before raising an EU flag twice the size of the national flags around it to a military bugle call. So that's a bad omen. It's militarized to start with. It's a European army that is, has its allegiance to the strange parliament. It's not a country, it's a parliament. And that ties in with the, the way things have to go by the, as the futurists keep telling us how the future is lining up, where the government will eventually privatize everything. It is quasi-official private organizations, and the private organizations have the official status of government. That's what they're talking about. That's what this is, this kind of army as well, serving an abstract thing, because government is an abstract thing, remember? It's abstract. It's not real. It's, it's like the dollar. It's, it only works as long as the people believe in it. And 
give it power by that belief and acceptance. Remember, government's an idea. But here's a strange idea of a a big, massive complex of buildings that these soldiers are giving their allegiance to. And they raise this flag at the opening of this new sovereign world. It's not even a state. It's a place. A little place. Back with more after this break. link again to uh, a video where you'll see Mr. Emmanuel with that um, comparative uh, study they were doing on healthcare and so on, where you see him getting up and walk away. He suddenly has to leave when a, a, a reporter there from the, when the Executive Intelligence Review asked him about a few things of the past, including the fact that he belonged to a foundation and had written papers on it to do with bringing the populations down. He gets up and suddenly has to leave. You'll, 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 you'll hear him making excuses, etc., and trying to contradict that. But he's written papers on it, apparently, on, on bringing the populations down. This is a political agenda. We should be terrified at what we're seeing. We should be. Now we'll go to the callers, and there's Jeff from Massachusetts there. Are you there, Jeff? Oh, yes, I'm right here. Yes. Well, I'll, t- I'll tell you what. As far as that girl getting tasered is concerned... Yeah. If I was a cop, I would never taser a young child. Yeah. I mean, I would but on never... the run too, on the run too. And he didn't even know why he was chasing her because she hadn't been charged with anything. When they stopped at the police station, she just walked off from the car. No one had spoken to her. Well, well, you know what? what, what what's funny is, I mean, I mean, you, you, you know, I mean, that's just plain wrong. And, yeah. And you, and you know what? What's funny is, I mean, cops, police. People like that, I mean, cops are trained in how to, the, the escalation of violence, yeah. the escalation of the use of force. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is universal. Yeah. I mean, u- universal. And you, and you know what's scary is that, is, is that you were talking about the uh, European Union military, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I'm saying to myself, you know what, if, if we do, if we go into lockdown and martial law, I would not be surprised. If, if you have something like that in this country mm-hmm. r- running the show, and they yes. won't have any mercy on us, whether it's UN foreign troops or people like that. You're right. Uh, absolutely. When they, when they first came out and they let, they let the public know it was a trial balloon to get us used to the idea, when Blackwater first came out hiring mercenaries from across the world, special force guys and the whole thing, I think they've changed their name now, but, but it's the same group. Uh, a massive group uh, of in, an army of international mercenaries that, that, that go and, and their bosses, their paymaster, that's, that's it. It's what they do, what they're told. They have some, this strange quasi-legal authority. Even the U.S. government's using them in Iraq. Exactly. Like, like, like the Hessians of old. You see, people don't study history, and I know what Marxism is. Yes. Marxism is a total system of plunder, mm-hmm. rape, plunder and robbery that only benefits the top elite and, and anybody that's a hang along. Mm-hmm. I mean I mean if you look at Marxist countries, I mean I mean to to be stopped at a checkpoint and and have everything robbed out of your car is yes. nothing in a Marxist country. To be tasered to, to I mean that's nothing. In China, I mean I mean that's that's just par for the course in these countries. Yes. To be tortured 
and 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 so forth. And people in America don't know what that means. They have no clue. I, I just saw a video where the police and and uh, I think it was Beijing are given authorities to go out as a gang and and the the truncheons they they knock down and beat up and put unconscious different street vendors that don't have permits i mean they just walk up to them and whack them you know and and the vendors themselves say the only way they're safe is to pay off the cops to leave them alone yeah exactly and and that's what you're dealing with well i hear the music and i thank you for having me on your show have a great night thanks for calling Uh, that's how all the 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 systems work there is it's scary. It's scary, and yet that's the system that's been designed for the whole world, because the pirates at the top love this kind of system. From Hamish myself and to your Canada, it's good night to me. Your God or your gods go with you.